In a world ravaged by climate change, avian heroes will rise to shock and terrorize a small Bay Area town's drivers and gas stations. What's with all the noise? Caught the big fish. Yeah? How big was the sale? One million dollars. Awesome, man! Hundreds of movies are released every year. Some are good. Some are great. And many of them are really, really bad. We seek out those rare gems that are so exceptionally bad, they're actually good. At least when you watch them with friends. Sit back and laugh with us as we sift through the garbage. We'll share our completely unqualified reviews of some of the worst films of our lifetimes as we search for those few that are exceptionally bad. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Alright, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Exceptionally Bad. I'm Brant. I'm Bracken. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. And I'm Danny. And you can visit us on our website at exceptionallybad.com. Hey, uh, before we get into the uh, movie today, um, it feels like a student film. Yes. It's not, but uh, it got me thinking, you know, have you guys ever made a high budget film of your own uh, before, you know, striking it big in the podcasting business? I signed an NDA. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Look, I started making movies uh, as a child. Um, whatever video camera we could get hold of, and it was often my friend's like gigantic VHS mm-hmm. shoulder-mounted video camera, uh, we would video uh, kind of... We started out making less movies than just a bunch of scenes. Special effects right? reels. Special effects, yep. for sure. I, I burned up every one of my Toy Story... Or Toy Story... All of my Star Wars toys, um, and filmed all of that in spectacular fashion. Um, you know, I did lots of special effects shots. It was really fun. But then most of the films that I started out doing were usually for like school projects. Yep. Like you have to do a report on Hercules and his twelve. Uh, what did his labors? Labors. Thank you. And so. We all look at Nate. Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, my friends and I all got together and cut together a film where I played Hercules. And at that time, I was like uh, 130 pounds and 5 foot 11. And I was like skinny. So really nothing's changed. Yeah. Right. Got it. So okay. he looked like Hercules before he goes to the Temple of Zeus. So yes, right. Nice. Exactly. I looked like... I kind of looked like... Uh, Captain America before he became Captain America. <laughs> nice. Yes. Love it. I've always loved uh, movies. Uh, I majored in movies in film in college. But before I went to, to college, uh, I did take a film class in my high school. And our final project was to make a movie. And we got into groups. And I do remember, um, you know, all the people in in my group saying, you know, I really want to see Bracken as a serial killer. So I got to be, I got to be the serial killer awesome. guy who dates the girl and becomes obsessed and mm. a total like fatal attraction ripoff. And of course it's a, it's, it is what it is. It's a high school kids, you know, 
it's just bad. <laughs> so, Bracken, yeah. how did you how did you all edit your films? Like, did uh, you just edit it in camera where you just hit pause until the next shot? You or? know, oh, that's a good question. In high school, I think that we, I think we had the camera and we would have to play it and then like record it onto a onto, VCR, connect it to right. a VCR and play it that way. I think that's how we did it. Yeah, um, that's, that's a good what, question. What I used to do too. I think we'd have to do it at we had to, we could do it at school and okay. do it that way. But there was but, no no like digital editor or no. anything. It was or anything like it that, was yeah. hitting record and play at the same time on two different things. Yes. Yep. I remember the biggest thing for us was discovering that we could change the audio input. It didn't have to come from the the footage, and mm. so we could bring in background music and stuff. And so, so we'd have three people all standing there getting ready to push record and play on the stereo and play on the video and everything all at the same time. Yeah. So I have a funny story about that. Mm -hmm. So we had to do similar. We had in, I want to say junior high, we had a project where again, I don't even remember what it was about, but we had to make a video. That was like our final project. Right. And they put us into teams and one of the only high tech things that we had in our house was a sweet VCR and we had the the camera where it had a cord, you know, it was a shoulder mounted kind of camera, a big, huge thing by today's mm -hmm. standards that ran a cord to the full size VCR that had a battery pack. Okay. And so you yeah, get yeah. like an hour's maybe of recording, right? Right. <clears throat> so we get all these shots, you know, and it's all great. And I figured out that you could do that audio overlay and right, you could cut yeah. some stuff together. It was a pretty cool VCR. So anyways, it comes down to like time is coming down and the projects do. And like... I have tremendous respect for anybody who is editing movies mm -hmm. that is doing, you know, audioscape and all that audio design because the night of, I finally got to a point where I was like, F it, this is never coming together. <laughs> and so what I did is I got good for about five minutes yeah. and then I took the video cassette out and very carefully pulled the tape out and scrunched it oh. for, for, for about what I figured was about 10 minutes. And my thought was like, I would take it, the the teacher you know would play it, and so I I reeled it raw all back up, and then I went to play it, and when the teacher played it, it was great for five minutes, and uh, then it went yes, and just went to garbage, and I'm like, oh, your VCR is destroying all of our art. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we got a B plus for effort. <laughs> we didn't get a name. <laughs> that was awesome. That is, that is so great. So that was Marley. Don't. Uh... I was Arr. I was a very bad student. That's awesome. Up. That reminds me of the thing where my kids, when they have to write like an essay that's like a thousand words long, mm -hmm. they'll write their whole essay and find out that it's only like seven hundred and fifty words, and then they go to the bottom of the page and write a bunch of random words and then color it white so that the, so <laughs> so the, the word count still, the word count still says there's a thousand even yeah. though it's not actually a thousand. <laughs> clever kids, very clever kids. Yeah. We also made a high school video. We were, it was actually AV, uh, it was a class, not okay. like AV club. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, but we did have access to like a, Digital a mixing equipment. tool. Yeah, like mixing it was very basic. Equipment. It was basically just like phase and you could do some audio. Um, anyways, we made a video about uh, Benny the Ball, who was a tennis ball who saved the high school from, I'm not sure what, but I was very proud of how that turned out. Uh, we had some good shots. We had this really cool scene where we made it look like he was running down the hall and we attached the camera to a ruler and then pinned the tennis ball to the ruler. So it looked like he was in scene and we just ran backwards. So he's flopping all over the place. So it looked like he yeah. was legit, like flying through there. We were very impressed with it. Very low tech. 
um nowhere better than anything we saw tonight like it was what i'm you know what i do have to toot my own horn but yes it far surpassed anything that we saw in this movie that sounds cool how about you nate oh boy uh so real briefly when i lived in australia i made a film a short film uh, similar to the film we watched today, where we filmed on some locations and we didn't ask anyone permission. Right. And we, in fact, got caught by the farmer <laughs> on his land. <laughs> and he was like, what's going on? And we're like, oh, we're just filming this thing where all we're doing on your land is I'm just running from here to here. And he's like, okay, well, he's like, just, you know, just don't knock over the fence or anything. Like, oh, there's some blue tail, some blue tongue lizards out here. So... If that ever surfaces, you you will see my running was not as wooden as in the movie we watched. <laughs> you're like, why is he running like that? It's because I was in sandals and I did not want to get bitten by a blue tongue lizard. <laughs> One thing I wanted to share, uh, just for context, because I'm sure it will come up on this, and that is that uh, I I have an awesome job that I can't really talk about the specifics of my job on the air on the podcast but they're great enough to let me do the podcast works for the government <laughs> <laughs> but it is in the film industry and so i have like experience with things like uh visual effects and animation and things like that mm-hmm. i just want to kind of establish that because i'm going to have a lot to say about that about this movie that we just <laughs> watched and i want to make sure that there's a context there <laughs> i would also like to say i have a fabulous job i do not work in animation or film <laughs> and i will also have a lot to say about <laughs> the special effects in this movie <laughs> all right i also have a job <laughs> I work. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Brack. I'm here. <laughs> well, I think we've probably set the stage pretty well. The The movie that we watched tonight was Birdemic, Shock and Terror. It's a <sighs> film from 2010 um, by a guy. Let's call it a movie, not a film. Yeah. <laughs> it is a home video that was released <laughs> on wide distribution. It's um, very surprising that it is as recent as 2010 when you, oh, when yeah. you it is it. when you look at it yeah um this guy scored a whopping 1.8 on imdb that's pretty incredibly low yeah, yeah. Uh, after we, watching it i think it's a little high agree <laughs> agree agree um this was i i don't know how to pronounce this last name so apologize Nguyen. it's james what Nguyen. 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 so he is director producer writer and i'm sure he did some other stuff like and and let's just say auteur he did everything. Well, he, we know that he did credit some other people under different names, so it's did. possible it's that he possible. credited himself. He is yeah. a master marketer. He is. He is. Um, he <laughs> here's here's a brief story of how this movie was made, and then we'll kind of get into the plot. He is a huge Alfred Hitchcock fan. Okay. Oh, and those, those guys are the worst. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> Nerds. I don't even associate with them. <laughs> So he's a huge fan of the birds. Uh-huh. Um, we'll we'll mention somebody a little bit later who was in that movie okay. that makes a little bit of a cameo. Um, but he had also recently seen uh, Al Gore's *An Inconvenient Truth*, which is for about those climate that don't know, change. Yeah, yeah, very heavily about climate it's change. Oscar-winning and, film documentary. I mean, it's it's what almost fifteen years old at this yeah. point, right? It was right after he left the. He was vice president. Yep. Right after that, he made this film. Yep. Yeah. So. 
So he, uh, James has this brilliant idea. I'm going to combine my love of Alfred Hitchcock and the birds with a very strong environmental message. And what was birthed from that satanic ritual was birdemic shock and terror. Um, he had $10,000 burning a hole in his pocket. I would say hatched. From <laughs> yeah. Hatched. Yeah. Wasn't so much a birth. <laughs> um, so and does anybody want to want to give us a synopsis of the plot? As, as it is. It. Okay. Here's the plot. Uh, okay, there's a young couple who meet each other and Software. kind of fall in love. And then, uh, and the, the boy um, gets interested in climate change, like protecting the earth, right? So he starts a, he, he gets a bunch of money and he starts a company that is a green tech company. And then, uh, oh, and his the girl is a Victoria's Secret um, cover girl. Mm-hmm. And then the birds of the world uh, attack, start attacking people. They have, like, I don't know, are they uh, mutated or whatever? They've changed so that they dive bomb with airplane sounds and they uh, spit, spit acid. acid on people mm-hmm. and they explode when they hit the ground. And they, they also have people. a really good ability to hover in like one <laughs> in area. one place, yeah. one place, that, yeah, which so they the, didn't couldn't do before. And we learn uh, through some exposition that they are only attacking people in cars and at gas stations. You know, the <laughs> not in the woods, not in the woods or in nature. They're you're safe if you're in nature and if you're not doing carbon emissions and, unless you're and, at the beach and almost in this unless entire movie beach, happens yes. either at gas stations or in the car <laughs> right? or pulled to the side of the road. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let's not forget that. Um, and then the birds keep attacking and attacking and the birds are actually eagles. The eagles are attacking. Yeah. There and is a buzzard looking thing. Yeah. yeah. And then a flock of pigeons or doves, I guess comes and scares away the eagles and, Everything is saved, and everyone is safe again. The end. Well, or, I mean, or you, it ends. you have to assume because it's just them well, standing on the beach. There is a sequel, so yeah. there's two sequels. <laughs> <laughs> and I also learned one of the characters in the movie. Also, I I didn't know this existed, but there is also a Birdemic the Experience tour. Oh my so, goodness! I don't know what that is. I don't know what your summer looks like. You know. We are absolutely doing the it's, Birdemic Experience it's tour. Birdemic Land, you know? <laughs> is it in Half Moon Bay? I don't know. It, it better be. Oh man! So you can go get a glass of wine and go get assaulted by some digital birds. So yeah. I I did like that it was filmed like somewhat locally for us. Locally, yeah. it was yeah. filmed in Half Moon Bay. For the most part, yeah. yeah, there was and some stuff in San Francisco. It's a bedroom community just south of San Francisco. Yeah, it's homo. It's like the pumpkin capital of the world, according they to. They have movie. a great yeah. pumpkin festival art yeah. and pumpkin art, and the, where they have like that one of those way the huge pumpkin. Yeah, contests. the giant pumpkin, yeah. and you can go and buy all your pumpkins for Halloween and stuff. It's really fun. They also have fun beaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, not what I would call a traditional hollywood film no city no um i don't think half moon bay got the message nor did anybody who was in the background um (laughs) while doing research on this we found that a lot of this movie was filmed guerrilla style yeah so they were kicked out of a lot of places 
Um, there's kind of a funny little anecdote where uh, one of the actresses, the main actress, Whitney Moore, she was, they were on a jogging trail or something like that. And the director just kept yelling at people to get off the trail. And she's like, you can't yell at them. Like, <laughs> this is a jogging trail. Like, we are not here with we permission. Don't have permits. Yeah. And he was so pissed. He didn't talk to her for three weeks. He did everything <laughs> through the, the co-actor, Alan. So <laughs> got a little salty on that. But oh, uh, man. yeah, so <laughs> let's talk about this movie. I know. That's, that's pretty stiff when you don't have an assistant director to help you with the, with the actors, right? <laughs> right, to, right? To start not talk to your main lead. But. There, and that's a trend. That's yeah. a trend. Okay. Um, so probably the only problem with this film, right? <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so let's before we get into uh, kind of the the nitty gritty of this. I mean, a lot of critics have said this is just the worst film of all time yeah um a lot of people there's a lot of consensus that it is it is the worst film of of the 2010s so from 2010 to 2020 2020 um and it's just it's absolutely horrible Mm -hmm. it earns all of those accolades or whatever yeah you want to call that um let's let's talk about anything good about this movie was there anything good about this movie Mm. to start interesting question Oh, well. well, Bracken, we'll save your comments for last because I know you've got a lot to talk about. I don't know if there was anything good. Yeah. There were things that weren't quite as bad. I f- like Whitney was great. I felt like she did a good job. Yeah. The the female lead did. Yeah. With she, what she had. With what she had, and I think with. I mean, if she was, if she had to be directed via Rod or the guy that plays Rod Allen. Allen. Oh man, that like, would be terrible. She, then she then she gave like an Oscar worthy performance. For real. Can that we, should be wait. taken into account. <laughs> Can we reenact that? <laughs> so Whitney Moore, yeah, she was cute and she delivered her lines appropriately for and fairly naturally. Yeah, yeah, fairly natural um for what was given the to weird her, right? Lines, yeah. yeah. I mean, we do say this about a lot of movies like there are good actors in bad movies, right? right? Yep. They just, they do the absolute best they can with the editing and the script they were given and the direction that they were given. Well, and sometimes when you're acting in a movie, you know, you'll, you'll watch a movie and you go, wow, you know, the actors, their performances really help one another mm-hmm. in delivering and, you know, maybe doing a super emotional scene. Right. You know, you really, it really, they feed, they feed the other. energy off. Of, yeah. Right. And in this instance, she made, she, that wasn't the case, no, but no. maybe she seemed to us better than she was because the lead, because of the contrast, the contrast in acting from the lead guy yeah. uh, who, pl- who plays Rod. And um, I mean, we had a similar situation in the last movie we watched Xanadu where Sonny's, you know, just felt like he was just miscast. Yes. And I felt like we were just experiencing this again. Only I, I, you know, I jokingly said, man, I miss Sonny from Xanadu mm-hmm. because he was, he actually he would have been better. He was mm-hmm. better than than you know poor guy, um, Alan Bagg or Bath Bah Bah. I'm not sure. It's, it's B A G H. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. But the G H is pronounced. He, it's just a D. So it's you know Alan this, this movie. <laughs> this movie had a budget of ten thousand dollars. I I don't think anyone was paid to to Probably act not, in this movie, yeah. and um, the director got his money's worth. Yep. You know that's all I'm going to say about it with mm-hmm. respect to. To Alan, bless his heart. What was there anything good? I I would say we had a lot of fun, uh, as we do injecting yeah. our own mini story, right. you know, in the undercurrents. I think my favorite was where we we realized halfway through the movie 
he is actually just a flesh suit full of killer eagles. Yes. And that's why he doesn't have human emotions. He can't no. act. And he moves awkwardly is because he really is just 15 eagles smashed into a skin suit like Egger from the first Men in Black, oh, right? Man, like, yeah. yeah. Egger it doesn't shoots. happen, but we kept waiting for him to peel right. his face back and just have it be three eagles. Oh, it would have been so, so much better. I mean, yeah, we kept joking the whole time about him being like an NPC from a video game. Yeah. Like the guy who sells you your weapons at the village. Yeah. And you get this little, <laughs> you go and talk to him and then you get like four different options and then you have to pick one and he just kind of sits there with no expression until you pick one and then all of a sudden he animates for a second and says his line and then waits for the next prompt and then, and stays completely frozen. That was, that was his performance. Yep. It really felt like he was reading his dialogue throughout, even though we knew that he wasn't reading yeah. his dialogue. Mm-hmm. It, but it felt like he was. Yeah. Like I've heard text to speech from the '90s that sounds better. Oh yes. Than his delivery of right. lines. Yeah. Right. Yep. It was so awkward. It, so he, stilted. He, he had, also never knew where to look. He had <laughs> his eyeline was terrible. And I feel like he wasn't directed on how to respond to things. Yeah. I mean. I know they weren't close, but mm-hmm. the couple they team up with from the motel, right. the girl gets killed. Spoiler yeah. alert, everybody. And the guy and the boyfriend is understandably like upset, upset yeah. in yeah. the in the passenger seat of the car. And Rod is just sitting Stone there, face. looking at him. Yeah, and with it doesn't like <laughs> no we, change of emotion. Like there is no thought going on in his head. Like he's literally right. just staring, kind of into looking at the he, guy. With no with t- emotion at all. To be fair, he was able to shoot a gun pretty believably. <laughs> like, I felt like, you know, he did that well. He at yeah. least pointed it in the right direction. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Most of the and time. And every I mean, other direction. Especially when, that he pointed especially when the anime, else. you know, that birds aren't actually on the, s- on the screen, screen right. at the Wait, same what? time that he's acting. So <laughs> Wait, those birds weren't real? Are you, are um, you, are you well, joking? Right now, <laughs> they. I, I hope if they were real, they really injured a lot of birds. <laughs> because we, they, remember that windshield scene. I oh, mean, that's right. That's man. Was there a disclaimer on this movie? <laughs> nope. On no animals. animals they didn't have to armed. because there was nobody that was going to believe that a real yeah, bird right. was, was on this set true. at any point. All right, there you go. <laughs> I, however, I will say Other. the parrots at the very beginning. Those were actually animated okay, yeah, right? Like, I mean, for what it was, for yeah, the 30 yeah. seconds they were on screen. Some yeah. other things that you liked about this movie, I did like the mom. Uh, uh, I don't think I put her on here on the list. Yeah, I and I'm she, trying to think yeah, of, of that. Natalie's cuts. mom. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lead, I thought she was okay. She seemed a little bit older for what? Too old. Seemed yeah, like she was her grandmother. But she was, yeah. you know, pleasant and she was natural. On She had a little bit of charm. She did, yeah, yeah. I think she had a little charm, she but could at least deliver her lines. But yep. you know, at the end of the day, there was no point with her character in the story nope. at all. Nope. In fact, I mean, this movie goes along for forty-seven minutes. We timed it before any bird action in yep. the movie. It's like almost exactly the halfway point. Yeah, yep. yeah, a little bit over halfway. Um, which you know, okay, I mean. I, I am a big Hitchcock fan. I, I, I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Yes. Um, so when you've got a movie called Birdemic, uh, Shock and Terror, you know, you're going to have to go back to the first Bird movie, right? The Birds yes. that Hitchcock yep. did in 63. Yep. And in the original, it's a 
if you watch the movie, if you've ever seen it, the first third of the movie, it's a rom-com. If you really break it down, Uh there's um, a couple meeting together and then she's trying to play a practical joke and do some hijinks and kind of get back at this guy who kind of insulted her in a, in a bird shop with tip, you know, the great tippy hedron. So the first, you know, the original birds movie, there really weren't weren't a lot of bird attacks either Mm -hmm. in the first one. And and I guess in a way this movie kind of follows that template. Yeah. That was very generous. But, but it's very long. I mean, that was the first 20, 30 minutes of the birds movie, right? It kind of builds the tension and you're waiting in this. It's just kind of like, all right, well, there's this couple and they're going on dates and they're talking and there's dialogue that just is pointless. And, if so, you can hear it, if you can right. hear it, I mean that they're, they're oh, that's... so we we gave a lot of crap to a talking cat about oh, yeah. their transitional scenes with the car drive, where it's like, oh my gosh, it just went long. on for like minutes and minutes. It's just minutes. filler. Right? This need, was worse. You oh. need to apologize, you know, apologize yeah. to what we talked to. <laughs> a talking cat them. was like a master class in filmmaking. Oh, yeah. no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. a whole other level. Yeah. It yeah. was. <laughs> listen, I mean, I know we said that those were like they came from adult films and everything, right, yeah. but like. Their lighting was on point yeah. in that movie. They knew how to get audio, and like the scenes were at least consistent. Yeah. The dialogue sucked, and they didn't know how to make cheese puffs. But <laughs> yeah. at least yes. they could deliver lines. Yeah. In this film, I mean, you literally see the guy in a Mustang pull up and stop at a red light. Then we wait through the entire red light, and then it turns green <laughs> so that he can turn left, and we watch him watch the car in front of him go, and then he finally gets to go, and he turns left, and then finally turns and goes behind a building i mean we have to sit there and watch that whole thing yeah. from outside the car for no reason well even the intro is oh. did anybody clock that it's six to seven minutes yeah of, of you driving, driving up the road up to half moon uh, bay from san francisco to half moon bay it's yeah. like the whole trip yeah. yeah in the passenger seat and the camera i don't know if the person that was holding that camera in that opening shot was drunk because oh. it is swinging all over the place oh, like man. we were starting kept, to get a little seasick like they kept thinking they were gonna drive the, off the road yeah, yeah. Well, even late in the movie, there's a scene where they say, hey, let's pull over the side of the road and we can go to this creek. And someone mentioned, okay, well, you should be able to see the creek or I don't know, it was so far away. There was like three or four dissolves, but from them getting out of the car and hiking to the creek, which was, it seemed like it was a a couple miles. There's no way they would have been able to see it. And it just went on for way too long. There was no suspense of oh the birds are about to attack them in the woods it was just kind of like okay what's going to happen next yeah and the whole like after the birds start attacking and they start going on the run and you know they gas up or whatever and they just are driving they start pulling over and you just realize what's the point of this movie what's going to happen next and it just kind of drags on. Yeah. Right? Did you mean when they had the picnic at the beach? Yeah. Hey, like let's... multiple times. Well, the, yeah. At some point, the kids say, "Oh, we're hungry. We're still hungry." And yeah. oh it's like, gosh. okay, so they, well, all right, we'll go to the beach. And oh, look, we've got a fishing rod. We'll go fishing. We'll go fishing and get fish. Kids, and and kids go collect seaweed, seaweed. off the beach. But it, just... <laughs> it was it was so pointless too because they. They have this stove and boiling water, yeah. and they make this horrific, like fish seaweed <laughs> stew. And the kid rightfully is like, 
I'm not eating that. Yeah, he says, no, I want a Happy Meal, as if he didn't know the whole time they were cooking Which, food to eat. Yeah, I mean, I totally believe that the kids would actually want to say say that. Yeah, right. Yeah, and want, I, you know, That's having my, kids myself. Well, believable line of the film. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's talk about a little bit more of the crazy things that are going on oh, right yeah. after this break. All right, so welcome back. Um, so let's get into some of the kind of the, the wackiness, the, the stuff that didn't make sense. Yeah. So I, I went over quickly the, the, like the overview of the plot, but I mean, there, there are more details that I left out. Like the guy works for a, he works so for his, name is, his name is Rod. He works for, wait, which, that's his which name, is right? probably Rod. named after Rod Taylor, right? Okay. From the right. original birds. Okay. Maybe. Yep. That's the first There's thing a, I thought. That is confirmed. Thought of. Okay. Yep. And he works for NCT. Yep. And uh, he sells software. Yep. And he made a, a mil- million dollar sale. Yep. And then his company gets bought out by Oracle. Yep. For a billion dollars. <laughs> and so he and his good friend, I don't remember his name, but they. I think his name was Perv. Perv. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I think that was, I think that might have been Tony. <laughs> nope. It can't be Tony because he survives. Um, Why do you say he was perv? Yeah. Well, so they, you know, it's the, the boy meets girl, or and it's not even like they met. I guess they, apparently they went to to San Mateo High together. Yeah. And and sat two seats away from each other. And so anyway, they reconnect. The girl. Oh yeah. And so the the whole that whole little courtship of them, I didn't have a problem. It was fine. Yeah. I mean, it was not very well written. You couldn't understand them half the time because the the sound in this movie was so terrible. But um. But anyway, so Rod starts dating her and his friend Per from work who basically just said, look, man, if you're going on a date and you're not having sex afterwards, you're just wasting your time. Yeah, yeah. that's it, right. It, to the point where he's making like hip thrusts yeah. right. yeah. with his arms, you know, and his pelvis. I would like to interject here, though, that their, their steamy sex scene later with him and his girlfriend happens entirely clothed. <laughs> <laughs> The, that was very, which was a relief. Which yes, was, it yeah, was, yeah, it was that was a, the most bizarre scene. It was so weird. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so that's why because he he's just obsessed with like because every time he he talks to Rod about his relationship, yeah. he's like, are yeah. you doing it yet? Are you doing it yet? And it's just yeah. like, I mean, you know, no, everyone works from home now, so I don't know if that's what happens at the water cooler. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's never been my experience. <laughs> um, that's oh, what you, people talk about, but like. Remember yeah. the basketball scene? Never mind. Oh well, yeah, the basketball. <laughs> yeah, that's it was just more of that. Yeah. Well, a lot of dribbling. Yeah. And a missed shot. <laughs> there was a lot of build up for that wall. Better. So so many shots that were just way too long for no reason. I mean, really, if you edited this film, like if you just took all the footage that was there that we saw and cut it down to like Normal. what it should be. Yeah. This film would be literally half the length mm-hmm. that it is now. I think not to get sidetracked. I think the editing was a, was really weird. Oh, right? Man. Like I think that was part of the problem why it feels so janky. Listen, if I had my old Hercules movie, we would pull it up here and yeah. I guarantee you my Hercules yeah. movie had better editing than this movie. <laughs> I have a, a somewhat uh maybe ignorant question, but it is when is a home video be considered a movie because it felt like a home movie right so when does that distinction happen like how are they even on imdb like 
should I just film something and I could get Do on? Do you want to share the story? Here's yeah. some here's some background. So, <clears throat> like I said, uh, James, the director, he was very impassioned, and I think he he very much felt that this was a passion project, that this was this needed to be heard. There is very blatant <laughs> uh, climate change uh eco preaching eco preaching in yeah. this film right yeah. and so he felt like th- he was really going to make a difference the way that an inconvenient truth did right right yep i, I mean, to the, those to... scenes felt natural to me <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll get, <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to Nate in a minute <laughs> but i mean to the point where like prominently displayed throughout the movie is what was what was the website i don't think i imaginepeace.com which, for those of you, all of our listeners, I'm sure it's because it's a super popular website, is Yoko Ono's website. Um, I, I didn't go to the website, so I don't know anything about it. It is displayed prominently yes. on a shirt that one of the main characters is wearing. On a poster in the back of a, on a poster. love scene. Right. I know, I know all the posters in my bedroom are all just... White with black text. With just the website. Yes. <laughs> website domain. Um <laughs> he's got a big exceptionally bad dot com yeah in my bedroom there's just a white white frame that just says exceptionally bad dot com and that is that is yeah my amazing it's the bedroom. only decor right it's now. the only decor in the bedroom um so he makes this movie um and he obviously was very impassioned by it felt this needed to be to be made couldn't get anybody to pick it up. I mean, he only had ten thousand dollars budget, right? So there's no budget for marketing or anything. Took him like four that. years to make this movie, yeah. And so he finally has it in the can; it's ready to go. He feels it's of the caliber to be presented at Sundance, and I think again because of his eco oh, tilt awesome. to it, he was like, "There's a message. Sundance yeah. is the place to get that message out." So they rejected his film. Uh, Rightfully so. Good for you, Robert Redford. Um, He decides, you know what? They're wrong. And so what he does is he gets a van. He just dumps, you know, red paint, makes it look like blood, attaches a bunch of birds to it, and then writes Birdemic on the side. However, Park City. He miss. (laughs) He put the label of his own movie on the side of his van wrong and called it Bidremic. So he was driving driving oh, around Park man. City in this crappy van that says Bid Remick, which is actually a horror movie about Bitcoin. But that's a completely different, much better movie. And so he finally cracks it. Somebody happened to be there from some production oh, studio man. or distribution right. you know, place. Uh, Severin, I think, is the, is yeah, the Severin, right. film place that picked it up. Anyways, they see it. They're like, we must have this. And so that's ultimately how it got okay. distributed. Got it. Yeah. Okay. That's how a whole and movie goes. They, <laughs> yeah. And as distrib- by distribution, we mean it went straight to video. Correct. And was av- and it's available on streaming services and stuff. So. Okay. Yeah. That's but it was never in theaters. So we have, I'm, I, I looked, I could not find any numbers for how much they made, but considering he made this for about the cost of like 15 Big Mac meals, <laughs> like he had to have made his money back. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, huh. yeah. I mean, enough so that it warranted Birdemic 2, which was released already. I think Uh it's Birdemic Resurrection. And then there's Birdemic 3, which I think is going to be released this year. Oh, wow. Um, So look forward to that. Can't wait. So excited. (laughs) So excited. Um, Do we want to... I mean, we can go down the actors list. Well, hold on. Let's Uh, let's talk about the... 
We we mentioned the eco preaching. <laughs> yep. And how natural it was. Very. Nate, very. you want to describe <laughs> how we learned this? Okay, so let's set a picture. Picture yourself <laughs> on a gas at a gas station sandwich picnic at a park bench during the middle at the beach in the middle of a bird invasion. <laughs> And then acid you, spitting birds. You you notice in the distance on a bridge a man wearing a mask, to which we're all like, "Oh, COVID!" And <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the two leads go over to to talk to him, and he's like, "Go away! These birds are they have the bird flu and they're dying." And it's some more of the bad CGI birds just flattened on the ground. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, why don't you come talk to us about it?" So he abandons his post where I think he's there to warn people to not go near the birds. I'm not sure. I think he was doing research. Yeah. It, the research of standing on the bridge. Yes. And uh, so he comes over to talk to them about the birds. And instead of, you know, him postulating on what, why the birds are suddenly attacking people with their acid and exploding bellies, like he goes on a rant about climate change and all of the creatures that, the, that uh, climate change, climate change has, impacted. has impacted and, and he preaches and then he leaves Oh, but it's man. it's it's for a solid five minutes. It's oh, very, yeah. it's, a, and it's it's a monologue. Yeah, and like the two characters are just kind of like main characters are standing behind him, while he is just kind of going off in profile. Right, and we just we all just listen to him go off and give his little eco stuff. Mm-hmm. I was watching the kids play in the background <laughs> with their volleyball and, and the big group of people down on the beach who <laughs> <Right. laughs> had no idea they were in a major motion film. <laughs> well, and there's also that scene where they go into the woods, and then there's the. The tree, the tree hugger, hugger. Is, is quoted in the movie <laughs> yeah. that talks about climate change as well. Another, like, five-minute monologue. Yeah, yeah, and so it's just another session of preaching. Oh, man. It looked he... Like, he looked like Diet uh, Woody Harrelson yes, yep. he did. in a really, really bad, bad wig. hippie yeah. wig. Yeah. There, there was a Woody Harrelson and he, vibe going yeah. on. He lived in a treehouse, which was a very badly cgi Little hut in a tree. Oh, <laughs> it looked man. like like a pallet yeah. that like, yeah. somebody had stapled into the tree. Uh, and the kid was like, "Can we go up and play in there?" And there was a lot of exposition by the when Rod would be at home, yeah, sitting at his kitchen counter where the where his television was. Yeah, right. I mean, because in the foreground of that shot is his kitchen table, but yeah. he's not sitting there. He's sitting at the counter about six inches away from his television. <laughs> Watching, watching the news. Watching the news. MNN. MN Media N- News Network, yes. I'm assuming. Getty Images <laughs> Network. Oh, oh that That's was right. fantastic, yeah. That's We're- how guerrilla style this movie was. <laughs> there, the, the news lady is talking and there's video over her shoulder. And it's got the Getty Images watermark on it. So yeah, it was. So they. So the news report is saying how there was going to be an F one race in San Francisco, okay. and they were all going to be electric or hybrid cars, the, yeah. which did ultimately happen. Actually, right. not in San Francisco. No, I don't believe. No. But it's a whole. Yeah, it was thing, just like B roll of F one cars driving around yeah. with I the think, Getty Images watermark. I think over you're it. thinking of Cars too. Oh, <laughs> you're absolutely right. But, but, uh, That's not a real. It had better animation yeah. than this movie. I'll tell you but, that. But, so, well, yeah. So I'm watching. I'm like a Grand Prix in San Francisco, right? Like how how is the how is that going to fly with the citizens of San Francisco yeah. and or the hills? And yeah, you know, and all those curvy roads that San you, Francisco has. You yeah. know, it's going to be on Lombard Street, right? Right. So, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so but, let's talk about those birds. Um, okay, so they're again, the star of the show. As I, mean, I said, this is title. where the people with the jobs are going to have a lot to say about the yeah. animation. 
So, as I stated earlier, I am in the business not of animation or filmmaking. Um, These birds, I have seen better Instagram filters (laughs) that were pasted on top of things. You know how, so for our audience who uses Instagram, you know how when you move around in the camera and your cat ears are attached to your head or the sparkles or your sunglasses or whatever you've got filter on, it tracks you and moves with your actions. Now imagine if you did that exact same motion, but instead of moving with you, your cat ears just floated in the air randomly and had no relationship to you at all. Mm -hmm. That is how these birds are placed into every scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the camera will move and the birds will not move and they'll kind of slide across or whatever. So Ben, as a person who works in the industry... Give us your professional take on this. I know, I know, I'm, I, I may be way off here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, even though I work in the industry, I understand that with a low budget and with um, not a lot of manpower, there's only a little bit that you can do, right? It's limited. I get that. But I also fully believe that in 2010, one person. Because their whole visual effects credit is one person. Mm-hmm. Whereas nowadays, uh, a movie with even minor visual effects will have dozens of people mm-hmm. on their visual effects crew. One person could have <laughs> done a lot better. So somebody made the observation that they probably purchased the bird models from some third-party 3D model uh, 3D website. model website, right? And you buy these birds. Imaginepeace.com. you can buy these 3d models and they're often uh built with controls already on them so that you can just animate them and they're like puppets and then you just put them in your software and you can render them and you get the bird and you can put it in your film um these birds did not move like actual birds do like their wings uh kind of bent at in the middle like an elbow and just like flapped the very tips of their wings and so they didn't ever look like they were actually flapping their wings um there was also a lot of like hover animations where their arms are just wide out yep and then occasionally there'd be like flap flap they would do a flap yeah yeah and i mean there were things that you we notice and everybody does these kinds of things where you recycle animation like you just animate Mm -hmm. one bird flapping and then you put that same animation on all of the birds, but what you can do is just like uh, start them their animation. It's like a cycle, so yep. that it can just loop and loop and loop. It's like and Lord you just of the offset Rings. it, yeah, right. Uh-huh. That... You just offset it a few frames, and then they're all doing the same animation, but they're at at different times, so it feels like they're all doing their own animation. Mm-hmm. In this case, these birds were all flapping at exactly the same speed at the exact. So my suspicion is the person who did this didn't know the first thing about visual effects or animation or anything like that. I also wonder if maybe they didn't even have 3D software because there's so many cases where, like like that buzzard, only Uh, you only only, ever see the buzzard exactly from the side. It's mirrored every now and then, but you never see it in any other position. So what I suspect they did is rendered it one time. Mm -hmm. Like they were able to, for whatever reason, time constraints or whatever they could... So somebody's like, hey, okay, I got this bird. I'm going to try it. I can pose it at this angle, and we will render it, and then we'll have this. We can just stick it in wherever we want, and they just take that one thing. Um, 
I mean, nowadays you can do this kind of stuff on your phone, like you were saying. I mean, right. Instagram filters and stuff do it like a hundred times better. But I mean, back when they did this, uh, we didn't quite have that kind of stuff yet. But it was the stuff we did have was should have been way better than what they did. I okay. mean, it's but reminder, it was twenty ten, not nineteen eighty. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and it sounds like they took four years to make this movie, uh, so yep. they probably started shooting it in two thousand six, and maybe, maybe they did some of those. They obviously uh, weren't filming the whole time. Yeah, but some of the the post stuff was probably done probably prior to two thousand, you know, ten. Yeah, uh, possibly. I'm just yeah. I'm trying to be kind, so it could have been pre twenty ten. Listen, maybe. yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. I learned how to do this stuff, uh, the stuff that they're doing, in the early 2000s. And, I mean, I'm telling you, I don't... I mean, you could just buy animation that had birds flapping their wings, and they could have just rendered that, I mean, for like $300. Yeah. So... And I realized they have no no budget, but where did their $10,000 go? The very first bird that we see in this movie... Yes is supposedly a is one that's dead on the beach yes right they're walking up and they they see it (laughs) and that very first shot and they're like oh whoa what's going on they react uh it's it's not like a pile of feathers it's actually animated i mean it's just it's just a it's been added in post-production yeah it's not moving there's no animation to it it's just been it's just been digitally drawn yeah and it looks atrocious it's just like it was made in ms paint yeah yeah i mean there were no shadows on any of the birds they didn't cast shadows they didn't have shadows on themselves there were a million things that made them not look real yeah we're gonna keep bringing up a talking cat because there's a few other comparisons i want to make to that movie but if you remember there was an animation of the talking cat and his mouth oh yeah remember how poor that That was was. so bad this was not as bad as that, I would oh, say. Man. But I, it's not much better. No. I feel like that's an arm wrestle to settle which one's worse. Yeah. Right? I yeah. Kind of, yeah, it's it's splitting hairs. This is certainly more ambitious than than a talking cat. Yes. They were a lot better at control C, control V. Right. They, <laughs> right. they cut and paste those special effects, like they got their money's worth, right? Like they're like Look, I just dropped three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars, people. We have got to use these birds in every single scene. And that's the thing is, is we would see these eagles coming uh, in to the next scene, and they would always be clustered in the same little cluster. Yep. So we they knew that they were in the, the same attack formation, yep. even though I guess there were different e- eagles because most of the eagles were killed in the previous scene. Yeah. Um, but you know, they had the same little. Well, I did three minutes, yeah. three minute I, cycle that they kept showing. Yeah, us, I'm telling right? you, they they rendered this whole thing. They probably had, um, like, thirty seconds total of animation, and yeah. they just used those same thirty seconds throughout the entire film. Yeah, over and over, just little snippets of it. My favorite were when the birds were either flying at camera or away from camera. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For anybody who's seen the movie Monty Python and the Search for the Holy Grail, 
you know that scene where I can't remember which night it is, is storming the castle. And it's like, and it goes on for like three minutes and he's just constantly running, but he never gets closer. Right. right? And then suddenly he's there. Right. That's exactly how this was shot. Whereas like the birds are flying in forever and they don't look like they're getting closer. And then all of a sudden they're right up in your face, clawing your eyes out. And dive bombing. And every time they dive bomb, it makes an airplane sound. And they explode. And yeah. they explode, yeah. Did you already mention when they got shot? Oh, no, yeah. so that was... That was... that. I love that part yeah. where... I mean, they have, a, they have an AR-15, yes. which has unlimited ammunition <laughs> has i mean we like we gave there was we, never a question of oh we're almost out of ammo no, right we, no there never, was one time that does the happen pistol, later the pistol does run out of ammo right it only had 1500 rounds unlike the ar which had like two million i missed that i mean we gave a lot of crap to you know master uh, of the universe with the yes. shotgun that never yes. ended clip right but they are constantly firing off Everywhere they go. And it was the greatest because it was like, it's really loud with the AR-15. Like, I'll keep talking about the editing. So it's really loud machine gun sounds, right? And then it cuts to a bird and it's dead silent. Yes. And then you hear... Yeah. Yes. And it's like, and then you you see the bird like change and then it's like falls to the ground. Again, so fast. If you've ever played Nintendo's like Duck, <laughs> Duck Hunt, Hunt, yes, that had better animation kill animations. Could they be like, wee, 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 and they, they fall, fall way too right. fast? Yeah. So these these eagles get a little spurt of red, and then they just stop, freeze in in, in frame, and then drop, drop. off the screen. Yeah. Oh, oh man! Yeah, and you don't even get the dog to laugh at you. Just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good thud sounds. They did. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say what what about the audio in general of the film the sound horrible. i have a lot to say about okay the let's hear about it i have a laundry list of stuff so okay so <laughs> from the very beginning of the movie the audio transitions the edits it just there there were scenes where they're on their date you know there's a reverse shot shot of the two of them at the same table the girl and the guy and you would cut from one sh- angle to the other and the audio the background sound was not. I mean, you could you would hear the transition between the cuts because the audio levels were not the, the yeah. same. It was just so. Let's reenact this. So real quick. so bad. I want you to have a conversation with Nate. Okay, I'm gonna do the foley, Ben. If you would like to join me with some foley. Okay. Okay. So you guys, I'm gonna set the stage. We're gonna do a little improv here. You guys are on a steamy hot first date. <laughs> Bracken, I'll let you be Whitney and uh, Nate. I need you to act exactly <laughs> like Rod. <laughs> Okay, you got it. You got it. Okay. So, for the for the record, there's only audio behind Whitney here. Yeah. Behind what was her name? Natalie. Natalie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's make our background noise. I have just sold my shares in my company, and I'm gonna maybe take an early retirement. Oh, wow, that's really exciting. You know, I just got a new job as a uh, model in Victoria's Secret catalog. Wow, that sounds really amazing. You would look beautiful on that cover. I, I thank you. You're really cool. This is really a nice day. And scene. As absurd as absurd as Oh my gosh, I'm crying. <laughs> as horrible as that was, this movie oh, is edited crazy. worse than that. <laughs> it was. As I was listening to it, I was like, it's actually 
Just kind of fun. I just kind of it, You know, it was so it was so bad. Yeah, it was nice meeting you. So, how's your day? My day's going well. How's yours? Great. I made a big sale today. Good. Fantastic. Thanks. I uh, closed a big job offer today with Victoria's Secret. Wow! Congratulations. I think you'll look great in those lingerie. It just, what, what happens when you have stuff like that is it just pulls you out of the movie, right? It doesn't let you get engaged in what's happening yes. at all. It just pulls you out of it. So, and you're never really in this movie at all. Um, I have a theory about this, and tell me what you think, Bracken. Um, so I suspect they only ever had one camera, and on those like dialogue shots where they are sitting across from each other uh, at the table or whatever. Um, they did the scene twice, right? They do it once looking at uh, Natalie mm-hmm. and then once looking at Rod. But but do the obviously do the full scene. They do the whole right, scene, yeah. right? And then they just cut them back together, right? But in the time difference between when those things are actually filmed, a lot of the crowd has moved on and stuff. It's a different thing, mm-hmm. right? And so the audio is so different. Uh, I don't know. Do you or, think or that's... maybe where they put the microphone when they were setting one up to I the don't other? Even think they I had do. A I don't know. Microphone. It seemed microphone. like the background the... sound was so much louder over, like you said, Whitney or yeah. one one of the actors from one scene to yeah. the next. It just was always and the transition. It this this movie needed to be needed here's to the, have. Here's the beach scene. Now talk. The... <laughs> okay, Natalie, we need to run. What about the bird? I think we should. Cook some seaweed. <laughs> um, so, look for more fully that you can download this, directly this from exceptionallybad.com. I, I think that people take sound mixing for granted. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it is an art. It, because it's not something you should ever hear or pay attention yeah. to. It's one of those things that's that should is a you thankless job. Yep. It, if you're doing a really good job at sound mixing, no you don't notices. ever notice it. Yeah. You don't notice that the you know there's the music levels. If mm-hmm. it's too loud, if it's not there, if it's over dialogue, if there's dialogue over another a- actor's dialogue or mm-hmm. to how it's edited, all of that stuff you never want to ha- be able to. Like, I didn't hear that or what was that or you don't want to be distracted in any way. So it's a thankless job, and when you do a really good job, you never notice them. You know they're that the, they've done a good job. So when you, they do. a bad job or in this case when there's no one doing it at mm-hmm. all it really really stands out mm-hmm. and this is just an indication that there there was no uh, post-production audio mixing they may have added some music mm-hmm. but there was really never any transition when yeah. they were editing this and it was never sweetened in any way i think so we did call out we did notice there was probably three scenes where you could tell that they did adr yeah remind I, I don't remember what that stands for but I don't remember what it stands Automatic for. Automatic dialogue replacement. Okay. Got it. So, yeah. So, basically, it is they take the video that was there and then they just, you know, record dialogue over the dialogue top of it. Because, yeah. obviously, you know, they listen to it later and they're like, oh, man, they got totally blown out by the wind or whatever. Or right? we want to change what is going on in this part of the story. So, right. let's change the dialogue. Yeah. So, if somebody's head is turned, you can have them say something. Exactly. Because you don't see their mouth move. You can have them say whatever you want. So, there was three scenes where they yeah. did that. And it, the, it, the audio was clear. Yes, it, was it was fine. I, so, they obviously had the capability to do that. For some unknown reason, 
they left so many scenes like there's a scene where they're walking on the beach for five minutes and you can't hear a word any of them are saying well and even poor whitney i mean her, the wind is blowing so much that her hair is you know all over her face, all over her face her the whole scene and yeah. you also can't hear her because right. of the wind yeah. yeah so i mean this is the thing if you've never been on a windy beach in the bay area um like you can be standing next to someone and you can't hear them when yeah. the wind i mean like just physically when you're there and the camera oh my gosh it's picking it up the wind a hundred times so louder you like, have to you basically have to replace that audio later yeah. in post yeah you have to but they don't it. but they don't yeah. and that's the weird thing you oh. know it's the same kind of thing that we 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 kind of criticized troll 2 for where the audio would yes. cut between scenes because yeah, yeah. they were the just music would just stop. the audio was tied <laughs> to the film cut right. there was no like audio overlay yeah. it was like we have the audio we have in this scene and that's it yeah I mean, there the one of the ADR pieces that we caught was the music video in the middle, the oh, music performance. Yeah. Oh, right, that was probably the highlight of the movie for me. Yeah. Was that that dance scene? Yeah, I actually really was digging that song. There was a guy performing at the club they were at. Let's just hang out or something like let's that. Yeah, hang it with let's, the family. Let's take a second to listen to it. Score. The big mama's in the kitchen, and everybody's wishing that she. Fixing they favorite dish. And just hanging out, hanging out. Wasn't that great? Like that's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it was it was pretty entertaining for what it was. Uh, uh the music, since we're talking yeah, about the yeah, music. Yeah. Um another comparison. I kept thinking of, um, we kept talking about a talking cat when we were watching this movie, but, um, the, you know, we, we mentioned how bad the music was in a talking cat. And I thought that the background music in this was relatively good considering what it was. I mean, it was just canned, uh, music that's probably free for anyone to use. Right. So, I would your thoughts. I'd half agree with you on that. Okay. I they did a better job of getting their public domain music than a talking cat did. Yeah. Yes. That, no slide whistles. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. La cucaracha. <laughs> That's a low bar, though, right? And, and so, on the, uh, where they did just as bad as a talking cat was, it didn't fit tonally like a lot of times with the scene that right. it was playing over. Yeah. Like you get this really sappy music during the ego preaching, which I'm sure they did that on purpose, but like, you know, kind of, they misunderstood the point though. Right. But, but you'd get some, some kind of similar music. So like even, even, I don't want to talk about the weird, uh, romance scenes, but like, (laughs) but even like going on a date scenes, the the background music didn't seem romantic. Yeah. It just seemed kind of. Blah, Neutral. generic. Yeah, I mean, other than the dude singing, but, but like was, it wasn't like carnival music. Or was anything. there no, ever no. any scary music in the background? Did no, you ever no. hear? I mean, I don't think that's there was. You like that guy's anything song that would not. say, "Oh, this is scary," <laughs> or this should be. I think that's when the audio, tense. the music cut out because they really wanted to punch those machine gun and the Ca-ca! like. Yeah, I so with poor Bracken, right? Like, he, I, I hated 1941. I wanted to claw my eyes out. <laughs> Bracken, I'm. I need to apologize because I know what you've been through, buddy. And he, like, he really was just like had his hands on his eyes and was yeah. just kind of just waiting for it to be over. And the bird sounds, yes, are 
I, I swear that they would use it for torture in Guantanamo yeah, Bay because sure. it is has to be highly effective. So I wanted to talk about the bird sounds a little bit. So how would you describe them? They were very original and unique. I've never heard any birds, birds sound like that? sounds like that in movies. Like attack seagulls. Uh, they, yeah, they weren't the sounds of an eagle, right? They were... They were of... like a seagull. That's what it reminded I me. Of. There were a couple of like authentic hawk screeches. So yeah, but, but otherwise, otherwise it was like yeah, did they but make they were the sound they were screeching like over and over, like even when it was the hawk screeching. Yeah, like, it was it was a constant which is shriek. More like a crow yeah. than a. When they first show up, when the couple's at the hotel room, and then the next morning that the the birds show up that morning, and they're like all hovering outside the hotel room. Yeah. And they're just kind of there outside the doors in midair, and that's kind of hovering, I guess. So they're making this noise, yeah. right? Hey Ben, you suddenly be able to spit acid and see how well you can <laughs> do your bird sounds. <laughs> can you imagine the reflux like that? They probably were just normal eagle sounds. So just look, destroyed tracheas. Look, his vocal cords got harmed. So look, the birds are just doing their best. They gotta hover all day long. They're probably winded. If you give if you give a seagull a tums, does that kill them like a soda cracker? <laughs> I'm wondering. Maybe that's just what they needed. Is please give us some tums. Someone, oh, they were, maybe they were just looking for throat laws. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Um, anyway, that the, the constant shrieking I, it just kind of hurt my soul a little bit. It's how yes. I felt inside, and it. <laughs> They used it for quite a bit. Of, Every of time, time we saw them. Always the same sound. Yeah. It, was, it, it was a little amusing at, at moments, but then I, it just kept going, and I, it yeah. was just really warm the best, down. The best way I could describe it is, like, if you've seen Star Wars, like, Chewie mm-hmm. has a, a great, very iconic sound. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you just took three seconds of his entire dialogue, and yeah. just, that's how he always spoke. He always had the exact same growl, the, you know, whatever. And that's all he ever said over and over and over and over and over again in the entire movie. He loses all of his character, all of his charm, right. and he's just an annoying walking carpet. Yeah. That's the Eagles. That, that was yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So he's, they're, they're like C-3PO. They're just really annoying. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and also when you open them up, they're full of Eagles. <laughs> the, the scenes with the Eagles that I liked the most was... The one where one of the eagles runs in, like, dive bombs into the hotel room, the outside of the hotel room, and thuds. And it falls on the ground. It makes this sound. Yeah. And then the other one at the end where yeah. he hits into the car. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. And then just dies on the hood. Just yeah. Splatted on the hood. For some reason, doesn't explode in that scene, oh, yeah. but was able to take out entire gas stations with one bird before so and, and the forest and the forest the yeah hippity dippity guy in the forest was wrong that was not the birds <laughs> that was not the birds that was climate change and those bark bark beetles that suddenly spontaneously combust yeah yeah, yeah. so do you feel like this you see mo- that redwood over there <laughs> <laughs> this movie was called birdemic shock and terror did you feel like there was any shock or terror <laughs> In this movie. It was terrible. <laughs> and I was shocked how long it went on. I was shocked mm. that I made so, it through the whole thing. I will yeah. say that it goes from nothing happening to the birds happening like night and day. Like there's just a switch yeah. that happens. <laughs> well, right? The, the transition yeah. between that is fantastic, right? So they're, they have all of this dating for 47 minutes and 6 seconds. And 
they have their date, they have their sexy time, and then there's, I'm not even joking, there's probably two to three minutes of very slowly panning scenes uh, that are establishing it's morning now, mm-hmm. right? And then, like, a switch is flipped. The very next scene is birds all over town screeching. There's fires, very poor CG fires burning up everywhere. And then there, the, you know, our two leads are woken up by this screeching. And the birds are just, you know, kind of flapping their wings, hanging out in front of their window. And that kicks off. And then from then on, it's all about the birds. Mm-hmm. I mean, the battery was dead in the phone. <laughs> and the phone lines were down. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I, I was shocked at how bad the animation was for the birds and just the effects. And I, I was really hoping that it would have delivered a little bit more on the excitement of the attacks. So we watched <laughs> we watched this clip. What what was that clip that you showed after we watched the movie, Brant? So there's a there's a VFX a YouTube VFX um, uh, joint called Corridor Digital. Love them. Huge plug for you guys. I love you guys. But they they do these great remakes of of movies. And in this case, they redid the, the visual effects. They had uh, Whitney Moore come on and kind of reshoot some scenes so they could kind of cut a better version of this movie. And it was... It was amazing. Fantastic. It's wow. so good. It was, so it was right? good. night and day. <clears throat> they had 3D models. Like yeah. Ben was saying, they had shadows. Like They were just yep. actually animated. And the best part is there was a six foot tall, like oh, hero eagle that yes. like hero lands like Iron Man at the yes. end. Yes, freaks out. Did, did the land on the one foot and then they look up, Pecks kind of a thing. Head right? off. Yeah. So good. Oh, oh and I loved her line too. She's like, "Peck on someone your own size." And then fires an RPG at him. <laughs> oh, it was so, so fun. Good. It was yeah, so fun. It yeah. would have been such. It was a night much and day. More fun day movie. Now I I will say. You know, normally I love movies that are very earnest mm-hmm. and suck. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I can't give this one a pass. I'm There are two more movies that are after this. I'm very curious. I don't know that Brackens will live. Um, <laughs> but I'm very curious to see if if two and three, they recognize what they are and kind of go the Sharknado route. And just right. kind of say, like, we recognize how absurd this is now. No more eco, whatever. Let's just have ridiculous birds, and we will kill them with hangers. In you know the yeah. second one, we'll see. We'll see if we're, I can like, get a little break. The sequels made by there. the same director. Yeah. Okay. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yep. I looked them up. Writer, director, producer. Yeah. 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 The visionary director, right? James, <laughs> self-built in the trailer. So, um, so the the birds come after you know the. That couple, the main couple, like they get together, yeah, right? get together. Um, I know I didn't want to dwell on the romance scenes, but I wanted to ask you guys if you had shared my opinion that like these romance slash sex scenes were like filmed by someone who didn't know how any of that stuff worked. <laughs> so, yes, that, that, so you know, you know that scene in Forty Year Old Virgin, and when they're asking him about, they're they're giving him crap like. Oh, you've never touched boobs. And he's like, Oh, I've, I've touched all sorts of boobs. They're great. It's like two bags of sand. And they, the other co leads, like, get really confused, right? Because obviously he doesn't know what he's talking about. I feel like if he had directed these scenes, you know, where he's like, I don't actually know where babies come from. Like, I don't know. Do you wear clothes? Don't you? Like, 
Are you supposed to have, you know, Imagine Peace posters on the wall? I'm just not clear on this. How do are you, you supposed kiss? Are you supposed to take a call from your best friend in the middle of it? I'm not sure. Yeah. So my favorite part about like Rod and uh, what what is her name in the movie? Uh, <laughs> Natalie. Natalie. Yep. So she comes out of the bathroom or whatever, and she's just in her underwear, and yeah. his you know checking her. Out. <laughs> oh my gosh! Is is looking at the body? It's just like a robot nodding up and down. <laughs> yeah, his head just goes up and, up down. and down. His eyes don't actually look at anything. Yeah. <laughs> it was so awkward. It was just it was, oh. yeah. Was what, just what was so bizarre that aside that was bizarre enough as it was but they have the tv on yeah and there's an homage there's a reference there's a there's tippy hedren's cameo from so the director justin julian jack i think i'm sorry the director is uh james nguyen and he had done another movie i guess and had tippy hedren in that movie and that was on in the movie on the tv julian jack and so she's on with and it's her in a bird cage. Yeah. Birds into I a haven't cage. seen the movie, but you know, poor Tippy Hedren's kind of typecast with the birds, right? Yeah. Um, but that was on during the scene. Yeah, it's just it was weird. And that's what got her her third billing of. They, she wasn't <laughs> even in the movie. They just had her in a video clip from another movie that yep. the director did, and she gets credited, which. A nice callback I'm sure to she didn't 3. want that, but okay. <laughs> like with you know, Michael Myers on the TV. Well, right, she, she yeah. got that third billing because she was also the editor <laughs> and oh. sound production and, and special effects. So she's credited differently, but it's really all just her. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, if you, have, if, so, if you want to correct us on any of these facts, please email us <laughs> at theguys at exceptionallybad.com, <laughs> uh, care of Brandt. <laughs> I, I look forward to those emails. <laughs> there was one thing that I wanted to, well, a thing I wanted to bring up, and that's the final scene. Uh, <laughs> they're being attacked, and uh, the eagles are attacking them, and then all of a sudden this white flock comes in, which we assume are doves. It but they sound like them. pigeons. Yeah, they sound like pigeons. They kind of. Isn't that the I'm thing? sure they were doves because it was. I, I, you know they peace. wanted peace, peace. Right. Yeah. yeah pigeons yeah. and doves basically the same they're they're different it, look i'm not a bird expert <laughs> even after watching this movie i'm not a bird expert a birdologist yeah <laughs> well that's what i do for a living i'm an ornithologist or whatever he says. <laughs> that's what he says yeah so anyway the, they like start flying in circles over top of the eagles that are flying in circles and then the eagles fly off onto the left side of the screen. <laughs> Do out, they, though? Out, out to sea. <laughs> out to sea. And then the pigeon doves fly off to the right side of the screen, and they all just, like, kind of go off into the distance-ish. Yeah. Like, in that direction. It's like the, those scenes oh. from the 80s, though, where the heroes all jump up and high-five, and then it freeze frames. Yeah, right. But then you realize it has not frozen frame because the waves are still coming That's in. Right. Going. The birds are still flapping their wings. But they're yeah. all just stuck up there in I the I just sky. realized something. What? That's... It's, they're in the Truman Show, so the birds have just uh, hit. Just, the, it's a projection. Oh, they've just hit the that wall. That totally makes sense now. And, okay. So, I mean, what follows is our main characters, Rod and Natalie, and the boy and girl who are not related to each other or or to the them. others that they had picked up on the way and, and rescued. They all get out of their van and walk down to the beach, and it takes about fifteen minutes for them to get there. <laughs> um, and we just follow them and. You know, 
most of them are walking normal and Rod is walking, kind of staring up at the sky, I guess. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell if he was trying to seem like triumphant or what his chin is up, basically. They walk out there and then the next shot is from behind them. We're looking over their shoulder at the birds that are supposedly going off in the distance but are never getting smaller. Um, and watching the beach for another 15 minutes beyond that. And it just keeps going. And it keeps going. And Brant, who's seen this before, was like, and so that's how it ends. And we're, we're like waiting for the credits to roll. <laughs> and we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And eventually the credits show up. And I'm sure they would have gone on for another 15 minutes we with us watching off. the same yeah. thing. We, we cut it off once the credits showed. <sighs> that was just absolute, absolutely painful. Well, and it was the ending was stupid. It was but so weird. Well, so explained. Since we mentioned, since you mentioned the kids, like, and Bracken mentioned earlier that they they frequently stop the car. Yes. <laughs> Most of the time, <laughs> when they're stopping they the car is because they see other cars and they're checking to see their, if they're survivors, which is where right. they find the kids. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> the people, so the we find out the birds spit acid. <laughs> Because they, <laughs> they, they rescue they rescue these people. They're in a like a tour of a double decker bus, yeah. like you yeah. see in England, right? Those and they force them at gunpoint. The people when they when Get they kill all the birds, yeah. by by firing the guns at the bus, right, directly into the people. It, yeah, and so but there's no damage. Don't worry, don't worry. There's no damage to the bus or the people, and so they force the people out of the out of the bus to go get in their minivan, yeah. which is. The minivan is what three feet away from the bus, right? Yeah, yeah. So they, so you've got, um, you got what's his name from the motel? Half of the, the oh yeah, the survivor the, the, of the couple like, they met in the Tim hotel or whatever. Yeah, he's the one that had the weapons. Yeah, and the minivan. Yeah. and so he's out there with the Tony, people. Probably he's out there with the people from the bus, and in that three feet space, they just get, get totally like covered with with this acid that the birds spit on them and it looked like somebody had left like a lemon slushy like half melt yeah, yeah. And, and then they, they just threw two buckets off screen at them yeah i don't even think they threw it at them because did we even see it actually like hit anyone it was just like it came up on the screen in front of them i think it did, did it? i think yeah, it did splash them so. yeah yeah and then they die of slow agonizing death yeah and uh to going back to one of our constant complaints in this movie. So he dies, but he has the machine gun with the, the with the never ending magazine yeah. and yeah. bullets. But they don't bother to try and get that. They just no. drive right. away. They get they get uh, carjacked carjacked by a cowboy, like an old man cowboy. And they just paid a hundred dollars a gallon for gas at a gas station. Yeah, uh, and he takes their spare like five, five gallon gallons. thing yeah. of gas, and he he gets his throat slit by a. Assassin Eagle assassin bird, yeah. <laughs> that flies past him. <laughs> and he drops his pistol and the gas can. But instead of picking either of those things up, they just drive off. Yeah. Then they eventually run out of gas. But like, <laughs> so I just, I thought maybe the listeners want to know why these kids end up with them. It's because on their many, many frequent stops, they pick them up because mm-hmm. they're, they're survivors of the bird attacks. The kids did not seem too traumatized <laughs> yeah, about losing their parents. Listen, they had... The- they had their volleyball and their PSP in the back That's seat. Right. And so the girl, so every, all the acting was pretty bad. But the little girl under the car, mm-hmm. when she's like, I don't want to come out. The birds are going to get me. They've already killed my mom. Right. Like, I, that was believable to me. I yeah, thought she did a really enough. good job. Yeah. yeah. When, after that scene, she did not yeah. do a good job. But like, 
Yeah. But I remember when Brant's like, oh yeah, this is the end. I was like, are you serious? This is the end of the movie? <laughs> and it just kept going and going. I was like, I'm not going to believe you until I see a credit. Yep. <laughs> and I and it took three to five minutes. Time. Yeah. Well, but that was even before the magic white birds came. That's right. Because he's like, yeah. Oh, right. You're like, yeah, here's the end. And I was like, so this is it? <laughs> there was no explanation there was no exposition. There was nothing to actually explain what the heck actually happened yeah. there. It was so we are left to. Um, I mean, they were playing kind of happier, peaceful music when the pigeons came in, the doves came in, and we hadn't seen them before. So, I mean, they didn't. Here, here, fight here's, birds, here's my they take, just though. Flew around here's my them. take. M. Night Shyamalan made a major motion movie. <laughs> called The Happening. It's on our list. <laughs> which, it's trees and leaves yes. killing people. Right. I'm going to give Birdemic Shock and Terror <laughs> a pass on this one. <laughs> like, so, Ben, I, I don't know why you don't know what happened. So, there was an ornithologist <laughs> that was talking about climate change for a little while. I don't know if you remember that part. <laughs> I, and then... There was a guy in the forest it's that was curious. talking about that was talking about like bark beetles. Yes. So it made perfect sense to me. Like we didn't have to have any sort of explanation then because we already knew it was climate change. Um, humans needed to stop acting like cowboys uh, as a species. Um, and we needed to treat, so treat the how, planet like like uh, spaceship Earth, and we were all spacemen. And we were all astronauts. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't buy your argument that, that there's no explanation. I mean, I mean, what? Okay. Or were you just setting, so, were you just setting me up? No. What? <laughs> Thanks what? for. I just wanted our listeners to understand what oh. was going on. I actually knew. So one of the things, uh, one of the criticisms of the original The Birds movie mm -hmm. is that there really is no explanation why the birds are attacking. Yeah. Um, and also the the conclusion of the movie, the actors, the, the characters drive off into the sunset and the birds are still there. And you really never have any kind of resolution like of as to what's kind. going on. Yeah. One of the, the main criticisms, well, why are the birds attacking? Well, if you have a reason why the birds are attacking, then it becomes sci science fiction. Right, I see. Mm -hmm. And so Hitchcock didn't want to do that or ex yeah. you know, didn't feel the need to and just went with it, just this is what's happening. Well, in this movie, I feel like it really undercuts. It becomes science fiction when you explain that it's happening because of climate change. Uh -huh. It almost makes like it's basically saying climate change is science fiction. Right. This is, uh -huh. it just does. It, it undercuts, undercuts itself. And the way it's delivered, yeah. uh, it doesn't make you want to follow the logic right. of it, it because it makes it so unbelievable hmm. and over the top, in so, my opinion. Listen, but, I'm, this movie has inspired me. I'm going to sell my three Hummers that I drive around. <laughs> one for going to work, one for grocery shopping, and one for driving to my other Hummers. I just wish you'd share one of them with me. And I'm, I'm going to buy a Prius. Because I do not want acid spitting exploding eagles to attack me on and the you freeway. You like to drive thirty five miles per hour on the freeway. I do, I do. <laughs> All right, um, I think we've, I think, I think we murdered this enough, right? Like we've said enough. Like anything more is just, you know, we're just yeah. talking out our butts here. So, I. Bracken, I'll let you start it off. What was? Is this an exceptionally bad movie? It is uh, a really, really bad movie. Um, what, what by saying exceptionally bad, would I recommend other people watch it for enjoyment? 
Um, ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, this was definitely memorable, and, but <laughs> I'm going to have to say it's just, this is really hard. I'm going to have to just say it was really bad uh, because there were such lengthy portions of the movie mm-hmm. that were painful to watch. I wouldn't want to watch this a second time. I probably, if you ask me in a week or a month's time, I might say, you know, I could probably watch it again. I really wish that there had been more dynamic bird action, you know, explosions, uh, like some sexy DBA, you know, after a minute's worth of the same animation, you kind of get all that the birds are going to do. And that screeching is just, it it really hurt my soul. (laughs) I, I mean that, and I'm kind of damaged. So, um, so I, I'm gonna just say it's bad, and just leave it at that. Nate. Okay, so I, I know I have mentioned this before on the show, um, the scene in About a Boy, where um, the character's name is Will Freeman, um, Hugh Grant's character, where Marcus and his mom are singing with their eyes closed at the piano, and he says, "He's like I." I knew that I would be in bed, tucked up in bed, safe at home. He's like, I knew it, but I couldn't feel it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this movie was a real Will Freeman moment for me because it's a it's an it's like ninety four minutes long, ninety three yeah, minutes long, something like super that, yeah. long. Yeah, it felt like it was three hours long. Like mm-hmm. when we were watching nineteen forty one, which was like two and a half, like it's longer. It was, than, it was longer than this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but Time-wise. but it didn't feel as long as this movie. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I really struggled with that. So we paused it, like, like almost literally the halfway point. Still no birds yet. And I was like, there's still 45 minutes left of this movie? And, uh, <laughs> and so with that in mind, it's hard for me to recommend watching this movie. Um, so Just cut to the 47-minute mark. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought the girl was charming, and she did okay with what she was given. Uh, I wish I could say the same for and the mom, she was decent. She's fine. Uh, and some ancillary characters like the boss at the at the that announced that they got sold to Oracle. Mm-hmm. Um, the inve- the well maybe not the maybe not the venture capitalists, <laughs> but like <laughs> but most of the, some some ancillary characters had decent. The solar power salesman. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I so, forgot about that scene. So There's so much just fat in this movie. You could, have, you could have chopped this movie down into 20 minutes. Yes. It was so... Uh, there were a handful of okay performances, but otherwise the performances are just garbage. I would say... I, I would maybe give it a qualified exceptionally bad. If you were with really like-minded people that wanted... That are into torturing themselves for an hour and a half. <laughs> I mean, it was fun to watch it with you guys. We we didn't mention this before. But we talked about how the software company he works for is the one that was established by the girl from a talking cat right. with, her, with her clothes scanning app. And so, so I mean, it's right there. It's right there. It's really bad to me. I I don't know that it actually crosses over into an exceptionally bad, but I think if you were in the right group of people the right attitude going into it the perhaps some chemical help for your viewing <laughs> like you could watch it but i 
I, I say, can I say I qualified exceptionally bad? Sure. But it's really just, it, to me, it's just bad. And it would take like a very special set of circumstances for me to say like, yeah, you should watch that. It would be fun for you to watch. There's so many driving scenes in the first half of the movie where mm. they're driving around. If you were just to have your finger on the fast forward button oh, yeah. for the first 45 mm-hmm. minutes and just fast forward whenever you see, oh, he's in his Mustang and mm-hmm. he's driving, just fast forward until he comes out and there's actual dialogue. And that could probably help it a little you can, bit. You could fast forward through all of that. It's, yeah. it's chopped together so poorly that yeah. you can get anything you want from just watching the scene. Like, oh, I think they're getting closer. Oh, look, they're in bed together. Okay. Oh, look at that. There's birds. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this movie would definitely helped if there's subtitles. Yes, because yeah. it's hard to hear. Because half the time I didn't know what was going on. I mean, put it together through context clues, but it was just like, I don't know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a scene, is it the last scene at the beach, and she says, she asks a question, and he doesn't say anything? Yeah. Right. Was that yeah. the end? Yeah. 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 He's, just, he's just standing yeah. there, like, staring just out to sea. looking off yeah. into space. And so, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. For me, it's it's right. I, I, I'm leaning towards bad. So, <laughs> if, if I understand correctly, you would recommend this if you either have A, chloroform on hand, <laughs> yeah. or B, copious amounts of illicit drugs oh my god so i feel like i know i mentioned the last episode or a couple episodes ago that i had that surgery Mm -hmm. like i can't remember what they had me on at the hospital starts with a d yeah demerol or something like Mm -hmm. if you were on that great movie to watch because you're going to be knocked out anyway right and you're not going to remember what's going on yeah it doesn't matter if you have a short-term memory problem because there's nothing memorable in the movie doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of watching a movie (laughs) Not this movie. Not this movie. (laughs) So, yeah. So, I wouldn't say illicit substances. I mean, if if you were going to... I don't know. Down so, to, so you've got a lot of painkillers. Have some major surgery in the hospital and throw the so, sucker on the TV. So, what I'm saying is, like, have a nice glass of NyQuil. (laughs) My 16 ounces. All right, Ben, how about you? All right. So, um... There's no question that this is a very slow movie, but it is also extremely bad. And I really feel like it is so bad that people should watch it to kind of witness it, to kind of say, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this thing actually exists. Yeah. Uh, so in my mind... Like going to a freak show? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it, it, it's it, like. That's a good point. Yeah. I, my mouth opened several times. I was just un, in unbelief yeah. at what I was saying. Mm-hmm. It's like, so in that way, I think that it's exceptionally bad. It is absolutely a thing that you want to do with friends, with friends, with a group of people who uh, will enjoy it with you and you can laugh at it and make fun of it. Uh, and I really think that having your thumb on the fast forward thing is is a good idea maybe experience the first two driving scenes just so that you kind of get a clue of what it's like and you can laugh at it and then skip through those as they go but uh i think everyone i think this is a movie everyone should see once um and then forget about it because so i'm calling it exceptionally bad so I, I I feel like I should say if people like to do like say drinking games or something when they're watching bad movies, mm-hmm. uh-huh. do not use like the bird sounds. Oh gosh, because if you do like every time that you hear you're the bird sound, out. you're gonna get like alcohol poisoning. You'll yeah. be in the hospital five <laughs> minutes later. Yeah. Well, to be fair, they will have made it over halfway through the movie before that happens. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you do a drinking game for every three to five minute driving scene, you're not gonna last. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I 
I have a slightly different take. I well, that's I agree with all of you. Mm-hmm. It is incredibly slow. It is incredibly painful. There are many parts about this movie that I absolutely hate. You know, we give Rod a hard time. I like to think that the reason he was so stiff is he was he was told the direction he was told is he is a ventriloquist and we are going to digitally put a dummy over your shoulder who does all the talking for you. And if you envision that, I understand why he is so stiff. He's an excellent ventriloquist. And that explains why it's so awkward. Right. Um, Apart from that. Wait, he thinks he thinks he's in like a, motion capture suit and he's just doing a performance exactly. and they're going to digitally yeah. replace exactly. him Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just a stand-in for this. They're like, you know how they did that with Gollum? That's what we're going to do. They're like, listen, we're going to have Morgan Freeman do your voice. We're going to digitally move your mouth. I just I just need a we warm just... body on screen. Everything's going digital. It's like the first episode of Star Wars. So in that sense, oh, so I sense think they now. did poor Rod wrong. <laughs> Um, apart from that, um, I, I mean, in all seriousness, like we are having to make up reasons to enjoy this movie yeah. and to insert context mm-hmm. and meaning to it. I, I'm with Ben. I, it's so bad. It's almost, it's so bad that it goes straight through exceptionally bad, comes all the way back around the other <laughs> side and hits exceptionally bad again. Like it overshot the target twice and landed back and it, it's exceptionally, exceptionally bad. <laughs> Um, so it is extremely painful to watch. If you need to pay somebody back who made you watch a horrible 1941 movie, it's great for that as well. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say it's exceptionally bad for all the reasons that I said. Uh, Danny, do you have anything else you want to add? Does this make it a tiebreaker or was my, my soft, exceptionally bad, put it over the limit? Look, anybody, you email us, I will send you a vial of chloroform to enjoy this. Sorry, Danny, I cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, I don't have, those were, I agree with all of that. Fabulous points. I don't have anything else to. Awesome. I guess the viewers, the listeners will have to watch it themselves and make their own minds up. If you don't like it, just email Brant. (laughs) <laughs> yep my personal email address is the, the guys. guys at exceptionally bad.com do the guy at exceptionallybad.com all right uh anywhere else they can reach out to us if they have comments uh, we have an instagram if you want to follow us at um it's at exceptionally bad and we also have a youtube channel so our YouTube channel is called Exceptionally Bad, so you can look us up there and, and check fantastic. out some of our videos. This is our last episode for the season. We are going to have our second season uh, Best um, BM Awards in our next episode, and we're looking forward to all the nominations. So please so listen to beams. that when, and when it comes out Who in the next coming weeks. Who is going to the Gilded BM? So stiff competition. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Till next time. Catch you next time. Bye. You guys want to get chicken after this? Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post? <laughs>